0: Hey, good evening, this is James. Um, it is Thursday, December 2nd. I'm so glad you could be here uh, listening. Uh, we are going to finish off uh, Matthew chapter 9. We're going to go from verse 32 to 38. And uh, let's get right into the material. Um, would ask for your continued prayers. Um, some things in my personal life this week have been a little rough. But um, we're going to push through. And, um, oh, well, I might as well give you an update. Um, one of the things that uh really bothered me was the fact that I uh I ordered a splitter so I could use my new microphone, uh, and uh, apparently a porch pirate decided to steal it. So, um, thankfully, uh, I reordered it, um, no charge and uh it should be here tomorrow, so hopefully next week or actually tomorrow, when I do the video on sanctification um or Saturday when I do the video for sanctification uh we should be using the new microphone so but there's some other stuff going on in my life that I'm not at liberty liberty to discuss uh, but just ask for your prayers um so let's get to Matthew chapter nine um Starting in verse 32. uh, As they went out, behold, they brought to him a man mute and demon possessed. And when the demon was cast out, the mute spoke. And the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never seen like this in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He casts out demons by the ruler of the demons. Verse 35. Then Jesus went out about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes he was moved with compassion for them, for they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is true is plentiful, but the laborers are few, therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. All right. Um three points. Um if I don't go all thirty minutes, um we're not going to worry about that we're just going to worry about getting um, good material on the internet, which is my my main goal and I want to help others become more like Christ so point number one: the man is healed and yet some people don't like it and that's the interesting thing is you can be doing the right thing in life and there'll be some people out there that don't like it um When you live right and you live for God, it will convict people. And people around you will not like it. Um, Some will just pull away from you. Others will gossip about you. But the bottom line is is that uh, you need to live for God. And understand that some people around you aren't going to like it. Now... I'm using two main commentaries, the Sproul commentary and the ultimate commentary. Um, if you did not see the video, understand that uh, I had a coworker worker uh, really, really bless me the other day. He gave me some commentaries from James Montgomery Boyce, um, who was a pastor of uh, 10th Presbyterian Church in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania unfortunately Dr. Boyce passed away in 2000 but one of the three books he gave me was on the second half of Matthew so as we get further into this series I'm going to be using, in fact let me go grab it I know I'm getting distracted but this is important Um, just move the ring out of the way he gave me a book on Dr. Boyce on, the Fli- on Philippians on Acts and the Gospel of Matthew from chapters 18 to 28 so when we get to chapter 18 I'll definitely be using Dr. Boyce's material along with R.C. Sproul of course you can never go wrong with R.C. Sproul and then uh this Ultimate Commentary has been really good, even though I love making fun of the name. Um, so let's look in Dr. Sproul's. He talked about how some of the people there didn't like what uh, Jesus was doing. Let's see here. Um that's what I talked about. Um, all right, here it is. Um, but the Pharisee said he cast out demons by the ruler of demons. This issue would come up again and would prompt Jesus to deliver an extremely important discourse about the unpardonable sin, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. How could it have been possible for anyone to think that power behind the compassion of Christ was the power of evil. There was no evil in him, but all the evil of this world and hell was marshaled against him. Throughout the ministry of Jesus, there was neutrality. People were either with him or against him. That is as true today as it was then. Where do you stand? If you say, well, I'm looking into these things, but I haven't come to a conclusion. I have to tell you that you are in opposition to the Lord's anointed. There is no neutrality. You're with him or against him. So, That's what Dr. Sproul had to say. Let's go back back to the ultimate commentary. Um, Here we are, page 815. Hence it is evident with rage and fury that they were filled who did not scruple to assail with wicked slander so illustrious a work of God. We ought to observe the contrast between the applause of the people and the blasphemy of those men. I think that's the first time I've ever liked what the ultimate commentary had to say above what Dr. Sproul had to say, but it makes perfect sense. I mean, when you're more interested in how many people are filling your pews than you are in whether God gets the glory, this is what's going to happen. Um, and I'll tell you flat out, there uh, are churches that are growing Um some of it is a phrase that I have heard called sheep stealing. Because a pastor is like a shepherd and the people in the pews are like sheep. You know, the Bible says that the followers of Jesus, we are like sheep. Um, so when people come to visit a pastor and they say, well, I don't like my church. Well, come try mine. <laughs> um There's, you know, pastors are pressured to have numbers. If they don't have, if their numbers are declining, then churches tend to look for a reason to get rid of that pastor. Uh, The Pharisees are just like that. They saw Jesus as a threat. They wanted uh, him to go away because people were following Jesus and they weren't trusting in what the Pharisees had to say. Granted, the synagogue method or the synagogue model, uh, the way, um, if you've never been to a Jewish synagogue today, uh, the Christian church is actually influenced a little bit by how they did things in the synagogue. Remember, the 12 disciples were all Jewish. So some of that influence carries over. And so... These people, when, um, after Jesus rose from the dead, and uh, the church actually started in Acts 2, um, the Pharisees knew that the followers of Jesus uh, were preaching about him. It says that in Acts 4, and that they had been with Jesus. And so they did not want any competition and that's why they, I think that's why they were uh, angry about the healing of this man. Um, uh, they they did not want, they were more interested in the numbers than they were in the fact that God was glorified. Um, I forgot where it is, but there is a verse where Jesus said, Though, those who are not against us are for us. And uh, if I hear about somebody getting healed at a a different church other than the one that I go to, great. You know, God is glorified. We are to live with the mindset that God is glorified, not us. So, point number two, uh, Jesus' activities are motivated by compassion. Let me go back over to... R.C. Sproul's commentary down at the bottom of page 259 he says, three activities mentioned here teaching, preaching, and healing all these activities are motivated by Jesus' compassion for the people he saw them as sheep that had no shepherd if your activities are not motivated by compassion you really need to check yourself uh I don't do this podcast. I don't do videos on YouTube just so I can be famous. That's not the point. Of course, I only have 53 subscribers, so I'm not exactly famous anyway. But my motivation is I want to see people grow and learn and be more and more like Jesus. Um, and that's what it's all about. I mean... I've been a follower of Jesus for the last 30 years. I've made mistakes. I'd like to say that I've learned from those mistakes by the grace of God. Um, and hopefully I can share some of that wisdom with you. Let's go back over to the other commentary. Um, page 816. Yeah, here we are. Um it talks about how you know, Jesus was moved with compassion. Uh, quote, Hence we infer first how great was the indol- indolence of the priest, who, though they were scattered all- over the whole country in order to enlighten the people with heavenly doctrine, were slow bellies. I've never heard of that term before, but um, I think he basically means that they were more interested in feeding themselves than they were feeding the flock. Uh, true, they boasted that they were superintendents of the people, and the number of those who gloried in that title was not small. Yet not one of them does Christ. Yet not one of them does Christ own to be a pastor. Similar confusion may be now observed in popery, although it is full of persons who are called pastors. For there is a prestigious crowd of those who are under the name of clergy, eat up the flock. That is so true. Um, there are people out there who unfortunately are in it for the money, uh, in it for the fame. Um, you know, if you've got a mansion, of uh, let me define mansion, uh, six or more bedrooms and yet all your children are grown. Um, you got... It's just too much. Um, My my dream house is a triple-wide trailer with four bedrooms, three bathrooms. And um, that way I can use uh, one bedroom or one room specifically as an office space. Um, Have a couple spare bedrooms in case one of the kids wants to come and visit. And go from there. Um, you know, I don't want some big mansion on a hill with ten bath, ten bedrooms, and twelve bathrooms, and I don't need all that. And the the Lord knows what we need. And and you have to. Quite, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but I feel led to share this. Think about the Lord's prayer. Think about. When Jesus taught them to pray, he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I know I'm saying it in King, King James, but just hang in there with me. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Our daily bread. So he is going we're praying that God will give us what we need to accomplish the things that he wants us to accomplish. You know, so why is it that certain, uh, televangelists have private jets? Do you really need a private jet to preach the gospel? I mean, Dr. James R. White has a pickup truck and an RV, and he travels around the country and he teaches at churches. You know, that's the kind of that's the kind of man that I want to be like. Um, you know, I, I honestly, I, was, I, I just saw it. So it was an hour ago. I was on my way home from work. And this black Lamborghini um, Huracan passed me. I mean, it made I it literally. I felt like I was standing still, and uh, amazingly enough, as we went further up the road, there was a little bit of a log jam, and I was able to. They were going. They were getting off on an exit, but there were so many cars. They were. He was at a standstill, so I, I took my phone. And I turned off the audio book I was listening to. And I turned on the camera real quick. And as I drove by it, I had the camera on. Um, because I I like them. I I think they're they're really cool. But would I ever buy a Lamborghini? Let's just pretend Saturday I won the lottery. Would I ever buy one? Probably not. Um. You can actually get a used uh, Porsche Panamera which is their four-door sedan um, like twenty to thirty thousand um, dollars that's probably the sportiest thing I would get um, but The point I'm trying to get at is that our activities need to be motivated by compassion. If we spend too much on ourselves, then we don't have enough to help out other people. Um, Let me go over to the other commentary Oh, yeah, I already read that. Um, Point number three, the harvest is plentiful. And we need to pray because I was talking with one person and they talked about how some of the Lutheran seminaries are low on students. Because people aren't just going, people aren't going into the ministry. And uh, here on page two sixty of the Sproul commentary, it says the message is simple: the kingdom of God needs men and women who will help bring in the harvest. Preachers, teachers, missionaries, and ordinary believers—all of us are called to participate in the harvest in one way or another. We cannot simply appoint ministers to do this job; they need a galvanized and equipped laity to assist them. Now, if you're not familiar with that term, when someone says lay people, they're talking about non-clergy. They're talking about the people in the pews. We all have a responsibility to share the gospel with others. Um, And I do have a video on the YouTube channel. Just look under my name, James Paul White. Uh, There is a video there about how to share your faith. Let's go over to the other commentary real quick. Page 817. It says, As no man will of himself become a sincere and faithful minister of the gospel, and as none discharge in a proper manner the office of teacher, but those whom the Lord raises up and endows with the gifts of his spirit. Whenever we observe a scarcity of passage, we must raise our eyes to him to afford the remedy there. Never was a greater necessity for offering this prayer than during the fearful desolation of the church which we now see everywhere around us. And I totally agree. We have a serious problem. And uh, I would just encourage you to pray. Um, and also pray for this channel, that more people will listen, and that we can... Uh, I. My goal is not for me to get famous. The goal is for to expand the outreach of this channel so that more people are blessed, and that more people become more like Jesus, and then obviously make a greater impact in this world. So I um, come Thursday or Thursday come Saturday. I will do uh, another video on. Uh, Sanctification. We will start Matthew ten on Tuesday on the video. So uh, look for uh, look at look uh, sorry. Look for the video on the YouTube page. Just look under James Paul White. I'll start on Matthew ten, and uh, understand after we're done with Matthew, I'm going to do something different. Um, I won't go straight into the gospel of Mark. Um, I kind of want to alternate it because if I, if I do one after the other, after the other, after the other, I'll, I will be repeating some material and, uh, I don't want to do that. Uh, so anyway, thank you for those loyal, faithful few that listen. Uh, cause like please pray for this channel that it will grow. And, uh, and until, uh, until next week, um, I just want to say thank you for listening and have a great week. Love you guys. Bye.